You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, everyone. It's Wednesday, and I'm here with uh, Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. And Jim Johnson. Hello, fellow Finn fans. How are you, Jim? I'm doing pretty well. Good. Get, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Like everybody. Yeah, man. Speaking of that, I do want to wish everyone that's listening a happy Thanksgiving. I hope they enjoy their time with uh, their families, if they're able to have their families over. And uh, just, you know, want to tell everybody that we are thankful for them listening. Agreed. We do appreciate every single one of you listeners out there, and there's been quite a few of late. So, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy schedules. It's been a real tough year for everybody. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody in this doggone country has had a good year this year. It's been rough. Uh, and, um, you and know, people we're that almost sell there. masks are doing okay. What's that? People that sell masks are doing okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People that are selling, yeah, for sure. I mean, their 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 business is uh-huh. is, yeah. is through the roof. But um, in all seriousness, you know, we do appreciate it. Uh, you know, we we do we are very thankful for the fact that you guys take time to uh, listen to us every week. It's very appreciated. Yeah, agreed. It's it's great to have all you listeners out there. And that's why we keep coming back week after week, making these podcasts. And, you know, we take a lot of things for granted. So everybody pretty much still has a lot of things to be grateful for. It's, it's awful easy to get down because of COVID or any other things, but, uh, you know, for the most part, or a loss we, to Denver. Yeah. Or a <laughs> loss to Denver, you know, that'll get you down a bit, but you know, it, it, there's so much that, uh, we have here in, in, in this U S of a, to be thankful for. So, Let's just uh, keep our heads up and uh, hope 2021 is a better year. Right on. Amen. Now, on a much more sour note, uh, last week, uh, Jake Scott passed away. And, uh, you know, if you're an old guy like me, you saw Jake play and that he was, you know, he was a great, great player. And him and Anderson, I believe, were the best safeties together that we ever had. Um I, you know, you hate to see all these guys going because it, it's just so sad. You know, I remember when they were kids. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it's extremely sad. You know, the, the fact that we've lost so many of those guys from that team just in this last year alone. Um, you know, it's guys that we grew up watching, Mike. And, um, you know, it does make you sad, you know, because, uh, you know, that means we're getting old as well. And um, every time something like this happens, these are you. These are your childhood heroes, you know, guys that you looked up to as a kid. And um, every time we lose one of them, you know, it, it kind of takes a little piece away from you, you know, and your thought process. Absolutely. In, in regard to life and itself. And, you know, um, as Jim just mentioned a little while ago, we are very, very fortunate. And, you know, we got to thank God, you know, every day that we're on this earth because uh, nothing's, pr- you know, tomorrow's not promised is the old saying. Yeah. I mean, he was such a great player on the team for the Dolphins and really I mean how much better can it get than being the MVP of the Super Bowl on a perfect season yeah that's a pretty high honor yeah and you know it's hard to put it into words 
you know, what that means to the Dolphin fandom. And, uh, you know, I'm not as old as you guys, but, you know, I still remember some of those highlight reel plays. And uh, it's it's just, uh, it's a hard thing to swallow. It's a hard thing to accept. And it's it's sad to see so many guys from that era and that team leaving us. And these, I mean, they were in their, you know, 70s maybe, but you know they're gone too soon and it's uh it's hard to accept sometimes especially you know around thanksgiving or the holidays it's just uh it's just not something that uh we want to accept for sure jim what were your thoughts uh sunday with the uh to a controversy <laughs> you know i didn't realize it was a controversy myself when i first i was watching the game and i saw him take that last sack and i saw the leg kind of fold up badly under him and i'm like they need to take him out of the game not because i'm afraid he's going to get injured but because nothing good is going to come from this experience it's it's six sacks uh he's had opportunities i thought i said to my wife watching the game i said they need to pull him out of the game um, I don't think there was any more lessons to be learned from it. And I didn't think it was ever an issue as far as a controversy. I mean, Fitzpatrick knows his role. He's said himself that he's a place card holder and all. Uh, you know, so, there's, there's this unwritten law that if you uh, take out a young quarterback, you're going to ruin his confidence. Now, I don't subscribe to that theory because I think that these are men. The, yeah. He understands what was happening on that field. Oh, yeah. I don't see that as an issue at all. I mean, yeah, it's a knock to his confidence, but just that whole game should have been a knock to his confidence. And Flores pulling him out of the game, I don't think is going to be an issue. I don't think it's a controversy. Tua is still going to be your starting quarterback. I don't think it's an issue. I think most of it is the media trying to stir the pot and make something out of nothing. So, you know, we were riding a big high and Tua was 3-0 and and all that jazz. But I think this was uh, just a team loss and they're trying to put a negative spin on this whole pulling Tua out thing. You know, they they watch tape on Tua, obviously. And yeah. uh, they, you know, are acquiring their little book on him, you know, like, like defensive coordinators will do. Uh-huh. And Vic Fangio was successful. <laughs> yeah. uh, our offensive line didn't handle the uh, stunning very well. And, and they had a rough game collectively. Right. Karras played okay, you know, but collectively as a group, they did not play well. Exactly. So, you know, it was rough for him. And, you know, to, to compare him to Burrow or Herbert, I don't think is uh, appropriate because these are different offenses. Uh, we have a lot of youth on our offense. So, you know, these guys are learning. Yeah. And you had two other quarterbacks that were, that were learning game film and practicing on their own. They were healthy bodies and just focusing on what they needed to to do as an NFL starting quarterback. Tua was rehabbing a major injury. So that takes him out of one, you know, chapter of a book and focusing on a rehabilitation rather than what I need to do to be a better starting quarterback. So, you know, Tua did have a lot more hurdles to get over. I'm not making excuses. No, I'm this just, is in uh, essence his preseason. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he's got four games under his belt now. And uh, this was probably a huge wake up call for for Mr. You know, Mr. Tua there behind center because he was getting hammered from all directions. 
Well, I mean, here's the thing, guys. I mean, that's all fine and dandy in regard to all of that. But um, in regard to the season going forward, if he struggles again this week, um, there will definitely be, I, I wouldn't call it controversy, but there has to be decisions to be made. This team is not very good, the team we're going up against. If the offense struggles again this week and he at some point has to be pulled again, then going forward, you you have to make a decision because as you mentioned, Jim, I mentioned it on Monday as well, um, this isn't productive for him or, or the team in itself. I think that... Um, you know, when you're on the field for three quarters and you, you know, you, you would, <laughs> you basically put 84 total yards of offense on the board. It's, it's collective. Yes. But, um, you know, the quarterback has to make plays and, um, he didn't make any and he has to make some this week. He has to show the coaching staff. He has to show the fans. He has to show the world that he's capable of doing that. Um, that's what the, better quarterbacks do in the league you know when the team's not playing well somehow they come up with a play that that you know kind of gets them back in into the game or you know they just do something that sparks the team and I haven't seen that as of yet and um, we have to see it from him and if we don't then there's going to be decisions after this week's game if in fact we don't see that so let's see what happens come Sunday and then you know I guess they'll reevaluate the situation but we definitely don't want to see a lot of what we've been seeing over the last few games offensively was an article written today, Lou, that, that basically, you know, spelled out his difficulties. And, and one of the difficulties uh-huh. that he's having is progressing through his reads. Not that he doesn't progress through them, but he takes longer than he should to do it. In right. other words, he'll stare at his first read and kind of wait for them to get open longer than he should wait. You know, he has to know when to go on to the next read. Right. And the, the belief is that the only way you acquire that is by playing. Uh, by, you know, uh, getting accustomed to the game speed and getting accustomed to how quickly he has to do things. And, and, you know, he needs reps to do that. Now, whether he gets those reps in practice or he gets those reps in a game, he needs those reps. Right. But again, if he continues to degress, because... Well, that- he's not, I don't know if, if that's a fair word, do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, because I don't think couple- he was, I don't think he was that great in the first three games. I mean, I thought mm. he did well at the end of the Arizona game. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ari- yeah, Arizona played well. He didn't do anything. I mean, the last couple of games is my concern because yeah. the the offense is anemic, and um, you know that that's a concern. We're in the middle of a football season here. You know, this team's right in the middle of things, so it it is. But are you they? Know, yeah. are, are they really? I mean, with losing Williams and the uh, instability at running back and the instability on the offensive line, uh, are they really in it? I don't think they are. Mike, their record their record, and the games that they've won shows you that. I mean, that's all you can go on. You look around the NFL. Well, they and, had Williams uh, for those games. They had a more solid offensive line for those games. That's my point. Things are going bad. Right. And teams and things change every week. You know, Baltimore, look what they're going through. I mean, there's teams that are going through the same thing we are. The bottom line is this, is that, you know, we're 10 games into the season. We've got six left, and we're right in the middle of it all. I mean, every team is going to have issues. Well, uh, we're, we've on the seen outside, it, we're on the outside looking in. We've we seen all, it with, with what, you know, with, with some of the other teams. 
um, you know, the same, they're in the same boat. I mean, everything changes from week to week. The it bottom does. line is, is that you're not 0-10 and, and, and the New York Jets. You're at 6-4. and four. You've got a winning record. You've got six games left in this season. And you've got to do everything you possibly can to win these football games. So, again, you know, I well, what, think. What do, you, what do you mean everything you possibly can? Are you saying put in Fitzpatrick? I'm saying that if he struggles again, I think you almost have to do that. Yes, that's exactly what yeah, I'm saying. See, I don't, I don't agree with that. You're, you're not helping any. You're not helping Tua, and you're not helping the team in general. I just, I don't. I disagree lose. with that. I think you are helping Tua. Now, whether or not you're helping the team collectively, that's another question. But uh, I do think you're helping Tua, as I said, because he needs reps. He needs to go through some struggles. He needs to work his way out of those struggles, and the only way he's going to be able to do that is by being on the field. Yeah. Well. If your offensive line doesn't block for you and you don't have any type of running game, you're putting in on you're putting the you're putting him in a no win situation. That's the way I look at it. And he he hasn't As we talked about Monday, Lewis, I think that Chan Gailey has to help him more. Well, that's obvious. I mean, that goes without saying. But once he's on the football field, that's what they need to do during the course of the week. And if they have to make adjustments on Sunday. Correct then they have to do it. But he has to be prepared to make those adjustments as well. Agreed. Inevitably, he's the guy that's that's the face of the franchise right now. He's the guy that's getting you know a lot of the attention, and he's the guy that's going to have to perform. Now, if he's in a situation where he can't, you know, then, you know, regardless of the situation, then you have to make a change and maybe go with somebody that's, more that that's capable of handling that situation and i think if the offensive line continues to have its struggles and we we are depleted you know obviously at the wide receiver position fitzpatrick adjusts better he makes you know he he you know he he gets rid of the football a little bit better he reads the defense a little bit better and again mike i i honestly i don't know how productive last week was for the kid i really don't i think it was you know it was just a, a lot of you know, him not even be able, being able to execute. No, but no, no, no. Last week in itself was not productive for him. What's going to be productive for him is sitting down, watching the film, getting instruction, then, you know, uh, tweaking the offense a little bit. So he maybe has a few more options when teams are blitzing him the way they were. And uh, collectively, they should get better from it. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, we we can overvaluate and over you know that we we could talk about this until we're blue in the face but you know when it's all said and done he has to perform and um he has to perform a hell of a lot better than he did last week what you're looking to see i think is progress yes absolutely okay now you know I, you can quantify what progress is and how much there has to be he must win if that's your thought process i don't look at it that way not when wa- okay he has to generate offense, which they haven't been able to do. So I want to see him want. handle the blitz better. That's what I want to see this week, because you know the Jets are going to blitz him. Right. So that's what that's what I'm looking to see this week. He has to put air underneath his passes down the field. He has to do a lot of things, Mike, differently than what he's been doing. It's not just one thing. I mean, I do you you guys tell me, you know, and Jim, you can you know uh, chip in on this one here. Um, you know what really what has he done overly good up to this point um you know in regard to any aspect of his football game aside from the way he finished the arizona game i can't tell you much yeah 
right there is there isn't a lot of highlight real stuff from him no no question about it but but in general you know as far as anything you know as far as passes down the field the short passing game um in regard to how he's reading defense in regard to his scrambling ability which i've you know i know he's coming off of an injury but if you're putting your number one draft pick out there at this point you got to assume that he's completely healthy and he's capable of handling a football game. Now, I'm not saying he needs to run the ball. He's not going to be a scrambler, if that's what you're looking well, for. He's not I'm fast. Not, not so much scrambling, Mike, but his ability to avoid the rush. I've been a little bit disappointed with his pocket presence as uh, well. Agreed. You agreed. Know? So yeah. there's a lot of aspects of his game that I'm a little bit disappointed in now. Now, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a very small dose. We've had you know, four games right now. But, you know, again, you know, let's let's see what takes place this week. And if we see a lot of the same, then, you know, for the sake of the rest of the team, I think that, you know, and I think Flores is thinking on these terms is that, listen, I, I've got to put the guy out there that's going to give us the best opportunity to win the football game. And I honestly think that he will make a change regardless of that. And, you know, and and have to learn across the board, and maybe if we fall out of the playoffs, we see him again near the end of the season. Well, so, I mean, yeah, if Flores sits down, watches the film, and says to himself, this kid just isn't ready, then yeah, you absolutely have to make a change. Mm -hmm. But you yeah, know, that's something that they have to they have to decide, you know. We definitely need to see some more progress from Tua. I mean, I, I you know, I, I was looking for something. You, you were talking about it, you know, Lou. Uh, there just wasn't, there wasn't, a spark in that game. There was no single play, you know. I mean, he does remain composed back there, but in that game, he was just holding on to the football and it not getting rid of it, making, you know, just kind of, you know, Tannehill-esque decisions oh, back that's there. Mean. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, that's that's a fact of life right there. I, that is what it is, and that's what was coming to my mind. I'm like, get rid of the damn football. You, you've been doing it the whole game, but. Um, at the end of Arizona game, you know, a nice comeback, uh, at the end of that, you know, he remained calm when he, you know, Karras threw the football on the ground, he picked it up and chucked it down to Parker. That was a great play. Uh, so there are a few bright points, but you know, in that game, you know, Fangio completely out coached, uh, Flores and company, his game plan was perfect to go against our rookie linemen and our rookie quarterback. They, well, it wasn't overly complicated, you know. They would, yeah. they were just putting pressure on him. Yeah, and, right. Well, Blitz, well, the offensive and, line couldn't handle it and stunting. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The stunts are stuff that the you know the rookies weren't weren't ready for, and they missed assignments and they lost track of guys. And it the whole yep. the whole game plan was poor. And and the offensive coordinator for us didn't help Tua a whole lot with the adjustments in the second half. So, you know, basically we're going up against the Jets. Put last week on the back burner, watch the film, learn from it, have your offensive linemen absorb as much of that as they can about that those stunts because you know the Jets are going to try some of the same stuff. But we're playing the Jets. If we can't rebound and play with a little anger and handle business against the Jets, then... The whole team, coaches, quarterback, all of it is in a world of trouble. So that's kind of how I feel about that. If you can't rebound against the Jets, yeah, then we've got bigger problems than than just one player. Well, you know, it's a game of matchups, Jim, right? Oh, yeah. So we'll have to see how they match up. I mean, it's very easy to say they're 0-10, we should beat them. Yes. But 
if they so come it, if it, they come with a uh, game plan that we can't match for talent reasons then you know the, the score may turn out different like they did last week than we mm-hmm. expect it to be exactly that's football that mm-hmm. is football. There's no question about it. I mean, you know. Now that we said that, Lewis, tell me about <laughs> uh, our defense and how we're going to attack their offense defensively. Well, I mean, if we do much of what we've been doing, it's obvious Denver was was very prepared for what we were doing defensively last week. Uh, you know, the Jets have Gore. Uh, Perrine's banged up a little bit the other running back. So you've got Frank Gore coming at you. Now, obviously, Frank Gore is not Lindsey, uh, nor is he um, – who's the other running back over there? Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Gordon. So, Gordon. so you had Gordon and Lindsey running all over us. Now, Gore obviously isn't that type of running back. Um, hopefully, we have Wilkins back, as you mentioned. That would be a big help. Now, in regard to Starting right at the top with the quarterback, there's still question marks in regard to who we are going to face. Now, Darnold, interesting enough, brings an element, and that means you know that means running the football from dropbacks. He gives you that element, but his passing has been absolutely horrible. And you talk about taking sacks. We were talking about Tua taking sacks. Uh, Darnold, in about the same amount of playing time, has taken 19 sacks while his backup Flacco, who we may wind up facing, I'll get to him in a minute, has only been sacked seven times. So uh, Darnold's getting sacked a lot. He's obviously having problems reading defenses. I mean, we can throw a lot of different stuff at him maybe. I mean, that's what I would do. You know, they were a little bit predictable last week, it seemed to me, and and Denver was very prepared. And as you mentioned on Monday, Mike, uh, it started with the running game. You know, once we couldn't stop the run, then it opened everything else for them. And their numbers, passing-wise, Denver, uh, last Sunday, were not great, you know, but they just destroyed us running the football. And when your offense is going three and out, it's a problem because, you know, eventually the offense on the opposite side is going to wear you down, which they did, and they put some drives together and we weren't able to overcome it. So the Jets are going to attempt to do the same thing. The interesting thing about Flacco is that he's actually played well up to this point. He's got six touchdowns, three interceptions, and I'm thinking that that's who we're going to be facing. Now, he's a pocket passer. He's a veteran. Uh, he might be able to do a little bit better job than Darnold would if we decide to you know, do a lot of blitzing and stuff like that. And um, you know, their receivers, as long as Crowder and Perryman are both healthy, they're pretty good uh, when they're both on the field. Um, Perryman's banged up a little bit. You know, their tight end, Chris Herndon, is having a horrible season. He He's not being productive. So, I mean, basically, this team is a team that we should be able to defend just going out and lining up against them. And again, you know, Wilkins is a key there. You know, the rotation in the middle, it just helps your defense incredibly. I mean, you take a guy like that out of the lineup, it's obviously going to hurt you. This team does not have the running backs, as I mentioned. So it's a team that we should be able to defend. Uh, No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But, you know, we said that last week and look at what happened. I mean, obviously they have a little bit more talent um, over there in Denver than what we're going to face this week. But, you know, I mean, you got to go out and you got to smack them in the face and you got to play football. You know, you can't have Gore running for four, five, six, seven, eight yards every carry. Um, so that's where we're at. And speaking of that, you know, Gore's average this year, he's averaging 3.6 yards a carry. He's got one touchdown. 
you know, Perrine, the other running back, is averaging about 3.7 yards a carry. He's got two touchdowns this year. I mean, they're not they're not being successful running the football. So in regard to matchups, Mike, that you were just talking about a little while ago, I mean, I think our defense matches up extremely well against this football team. What about the other side of the ball, Jim? Well, the Jets are obviously uh, not winning games. They're 0-10. And one of those reasons is they've got the 29th ranked defense. You know, they're allowing quarterbacks to pass pretty much at will. Quarterback ratings are, are uh, you know, over 100, you know, 105 or something, uh, you know, for quarterbacks against their defense. So this is a good time for Tua to get a little bit back on track. Obviously, the Dolphins struggle running the football. Our uh, running backs are, you know, probably third and fourth stringers on any other team. Uh, so, you know, that's an issue. Our our offensive line isn't run blocking very well. We're not making those big holes. Uh, when you look at the, the Jet defense, you know, Quinn and Williams is probably their best lineman. That's one guy. I mean, uh, the linebackers have been getting beat up a little bit, you know, with the pass and the running game. Uh, one of their, their main corner is out. So this is a game where when you look at it matchup wise, Parker should be able to, to do some, you know, do, you know, eat well against this Jet defense. If you're the Jets, though, aren't you going to try and take Parker out of the game? Well, yeah, you should try to take Parker out because behind that, you, they're they're limited at best, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna look at that that game from Sunday and and see what Denver did, and they're gonna throw some stunts and some blitzes in there. Uh, but I don't think they have the horsepower that that uh, you know you know Denver had. So I'm sure they're gonna try it, and they're probably gonna try to take Parker out. And that should open up Gizeki. That should open up a guy like Callaway, who is kind of an unknown. Uh, he got a, I think he made one catch one against catch. Yep. One, against Denver, uh, which is a good sign. He, you know, he made an, he had an opportunity and he made it happen. So, you know, that's an unknown guy that the Jets probably aren't spending much time preparing for. Uh, and if you get Grant the ball in space, you know. You know, the Jets are giving up big plays. You know, Herbert just cashed in for 350 yards against them last week. Uh, granted, you know, Herbert's having a solid year and is averaging about 300 they yards. They had a tough time winning that game. Yes, but they, you know, the Jets did uh, make it close, that's for sure. But what I'm saying is, is we should be able to win a lot of those matchups that you're talking about. Obviously, our biggest key is can our offensive line slow down the Jet defense. And I honestly think that's that's going to happen. The Jets are going to try, but uh, I think the Dolphins' offense is going to be a little angry and, and need to uh, kind of prove. something to prove, huh? Pro yeah, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to need to prove themselves. And I, I, I think we're going to win these matchups, and uh, it should go our way. So what's your prediction? What's my prediction? Well, after that Bronco game, I was pretty uh, – dismayed per se but i think they are going to come out with a chip on their shoulder Tua is going to going to want to prove himself and uh you know chan and and flores are going to want to redeem themselves and i think we're going to i think we're going to handle business and it's going to be about 31 to 17 in favor of the dolphins yeah uh <laughs> 31 points huh uh jimbo yep 
Um, you know, the Jets, just to add real quick, um, 30th ranked pass defense. Um, if we can't mm-hmm. move the football on this team this week, um, then, then we've got, we've got some serious yeah, problems. Yeah. We might as well hang uh, it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 30th, 30th ranked against the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, that plays into our strength, I would assume, because we don't really have a running game. Um, you know, their offense is dead last in the NFL, the total offense. So with all that being said, um, you know, they don't sack the quarterback. They have 14 sacks. Uh, we came off a game where we just got annihilated. So, uh, you know, we, we've got some favorable things going our way in this football game. The team's 0-10. They're 0-10 for a reason. With that being said, the game falls on the offense. The Jets' offense is pretty doggone, you know, they moved the football pretty well against San Diego last week, and I expect them to, to score a little bit here. So it's, it's up to the offense. We have to put some drives together. I think that this game's going to be a little bit closer than what everybody thinks, and I give it like 24-14. I don't think our offense right now is capable of putting 31 points up on the board. Now, if we get a couple of defensive plays and we get a defensive score, the defense sets us up in their territory a full time, you know, a few times we might get to that, you know, that 30 point uh, mark. But Jim, I don't see it otherwise. I see us, you know, maybe 21, 24 to 14, 21, 24 to 10, something like that, something in that neighborhood. Well, I'm assuming. In the dolphin favor. Hold on yeah. a minute, because you lost me. What is your prediction? 24 to 14? Is that what you said? I say 24, 14, 24, 10, 21, 14, 21, 10. Somewhere in what? that neighborhood, Mike. We get, we're going to get. One, you get one number. I All was right. going to say. 20, well, well, 21, 10. 21, 10. 21, How's 10. that? Okay. No, no, we got to throw a Sanders field goal in there, 50 something yarder. 24, 10. How's that? Okay. That's All much right. better. All right. What do you got? I am. I'm actually close smarty to pants. you. Well, I'm not smarty pants. My <laughs> predictions have been awful. I predicted they were going to win last week. Um, we all did. I yeah, think. we all did. And yeah. I'm going to do it again. Uh, I'm going to say 24-20 Miami. Wow. Okay. So our defense has given up 20 points against the worst offense in football, Mike, huh? Well, you know, you go three and out and what happens? Yeah. They get more possessions, right? Uh-huh. We so, can't go three and out five times in the first half or you know like we did last week no i don't i don't see we that can't happening do that. but i don't see them sustaining a lot of long drives either so yeah. we'll see we'll, well see well, let me goes. ask let me ask you guys this okay mm-hmm. real quick uh, because i know we're, we're getting ready to wind this up so if in fact we do start to see a lot of three and outs in the first half do you guys think that he's going to pull them even earlier this week I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, do you do you think you'll see if you see a lot of the same through say a quarter and a half? He said he went by his gut, and I think that's exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, you got to see why. You know, it, you know, is it the quarterback really, really struggling, or the receiver is just not in get, getting open? You know, what is the cause of the failure? Right, and and if he can determine that standing on the sideline, and I think he'll he'll either address it and fix it. Or he'll make a gut decision. If that's remove him, that's remove him. I, I mean, I would not be afraid to take him out if that's what you're asking. Right. Uh, but it w- I wouldn't go into the game saying, you know, if he plays bad, I want to take him out. That's got to be a last resort. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I'm in total agreement with that. And, um, you know, Flores, 
<laughs> you know, he'll do whatever is necessary. And that's what you got to love about the guy. It doesn't matter who the player is or, you know, where he was drafted. He's going to put the person on the field. And that goes across the offensive line as well. And, you know, receiver, you know, defense, regardless. Um, he, he's going to put the people out there that are get, somehow getting the job done. And if you're not getting the job done, you're not going to see the field. So, yep. Yeah, he's pretty consistent about it. Jimbo, you're on that same train? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I can't see us having another dumpster fire like against the Broncos. So I, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think the team is going to rebound well against a bad football team. So, And, you know, the defense is probably going to score a touchdown. So, you know, my, my prediction is close to you guys. You know, those defensive touchdowns are hard to come by. I think we're getting a little spoiled. Uh, Absolutely. You know, you don't see that many of them during a season. Anyway, yeah, with that said, uh, Lewis, you and I will be back uh, Monday. Okay. And uh, hopefully we'll, it's a happy Monday, Mike. Hopefully it is, right? I a mean, very happy Monday. Yeah. It, it wants it would, to be. It would top off a holiday weekend, wouldn't it? I'll tell you what, you know, real quickly, too. I mean, maybe last week was a wake up call for this football team because honestly, I can't see a Flores coach team going out and throwing another stink bomb like they did last week. I can't say it. I just can't. You know, uh, I mean, can it happen? Yes, but we haven't seen that happen as far as as long as he's been here as coach. We really haven't seen that type of effort. And um, I, I honestly, I don't want to see it again. I don't care who we're playing. That was just horrible. <laughs> nobody, nobody enjoys it. So no. anyway, Bronco fans, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I imagine those are the only people that enjoyed it because it sure wasn't good watching on TV. Mm hmm. Yeah, we'll be back Monday, and, uh, you know, with that, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and you guys, thanks for joining me, and uh, fins up. Fins up, everybody. Fins up, Dow fans. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 